I'm not really suffering. Um, I think people like they they forget, you know. I'm I'm cut from a different cloth, you know. I I was born in the generation where you know things didn't come easy. I'm a millennial, you know. We had to make myriad phone calls. We got participation trophies. Like life was tough, man. That's what people are always saying. I think I don't follow the discourse too much. Um, but but life was tough. You know, losing in a video game a little bit here and there, it doesn't present me with a great deal of, like, mental anguish or anything like that. I don't really think I need a tolerance break to the extent of, like, you know, there's some easy challenges to knock over. Uh, just to get your mind right. I honestly think, you know, the, the best thing you could do for confidence is, is not to... Yeah, okay. Uh, is not to be like, you know, oh, I just need to, like, you know, farm some dopamine off of, like, the easiest challenge in the game. I, I think I would feel slighted. I, w I would feel um, like I, I did myself a disservice to some extent. I think if I did that, what we should do is try to do what we know we're capable of. Beat some challenges that are a little bit, uh, or, you know, custom challenges, essentially, that are a little bit on the tougher side in most situations, but at the same time... You know, it, the reward will be that much sweeter once we get out the other side. This is my building, mine. If it wasn't for me, this place would be Crater City. Yeah, if you mess with me, you're gonna get it. Got it? We'll see about that. The old man just doesn't get it, does he? Um, either way, what was I talking about? Something, something silly. Um... This run may appear kind of... I don't know. This is like Schrodinger's uh, run right now, right? Like, for some people, I'm sure this is probably going to come across as, like, this is the best run you could ever ask for. You got everything the, the body needs. And for some people, they're going to be like, you got nothing. You know, you got no talent. You're flat. I've trained contemporaneously. I've, I've trained... Classically. I got a degree from NYU Film School, sucker! Who are you? You're nothing! Okay, uh, this is not good. Saved. We're moving on here. No sweat, hold on. I have some important correspondence that, that must be received. And responded to. Okay. Moving on here. I, I, we got banter, not much. <laughs> we got banter stored up, though. And I, I, I shouldn't have even said it, because it'll get your hopes up. I actually don't have banter. I'm just trying to, you know, call off the dogs, man. We're, we're, just give me a second to get focused on this run, and then we'll we'll move on. Um, to, to talking about stuff that's that's maybe not Isaac-related as much. But for now, we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do. Presently, I think it's almost exactly as strong as you would need a run to probably be to uh, beat the alt path. So, you know, that makes it very hard to predict. I'd give us over 50% here. I'll, I'll, you give me the opportunity, I will bet on myself. You, you, you can bring up any number of situations in which I probably was like, I, we got no chance here. Maybe somebody else, but not me. But, uh, and, and that's insanely good, by the way, that, that pickup right there. But, um... You know, I, I like to think that I call my runs honestly, like... Very rarely, I think, do I have an incredible setup. It happens from time to time. Like, a, a, a perfect watch is still wrong twice a day, right? Um, let me out. Let, let me out. Let, let me... Let me out. Let me out. 
<laughs> I like I felt like our run just got substantially worse. Um, forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, like occasionally I'll be like this runs doo doo, and then uh, I do do be winning though. Okay, I'm I'm coming to terms with the fact that we're looking real nice here. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me your name. Something, something, you're all the same. You... In 2021, what do you think is listened to more? Ricky Martin's She Bangs? Or, um... William Hung's She Bangs? You may not be aware, um, this, this comes from, uh, it's a vestige of an earlier, vestige of an earlier time. Um, you might not be aware of that reference. It's a vestige from an even earlier time, for that matter. But, um, we can take this guy. I'm not sweating this, man. Just don't get hit early. That would, that would have an enormous impact on my confidence. Um, and don't, don't spin me. Like, if you could just... <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they can't spin me anyway because I can fly. Okay. Um, Ricky Martin, you know, uh, part of the Latin explosion in, in pop music uh, in, the, in the late 1990s and very early 2000s. Ricky Martin, Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, Lou Bega, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There was a, a, a period where... There was a lot of Latin influence. So, yeah, I guess the period has not ended, but, you know, there was... It was like a boom, like the British invasion, okay? Ricky Martin, number one song, Living La Vida Loca. Everybody knows it. Number two, you're probably looking at something like Shake Your Bomb Bomb. Number, number three, maybe, you're looking at She Bangs. Now, so this is uh, uh, not one of Ricky Martin's best songs, necessarily, but she looks like a flower and she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. Oh, she bangs, she bangs. Okay. Uh, let, get me out of here. We're, we're ready to go, man. William Hung, American Idol, maybe like season three, season four. Uh, William Hung was a diminutive student who did not have prodigious vocal abilities. Sound familiar? Goes to American Idol. Um, basically was mocked not just by the judges but like by the audiences um and went on to have like a uh it's bizarre I, I i would love to get that money i don't trust myself to do it without getting blown up went on to have a very brief career basically being a really noteworthy bad singer um i i bet neither of them are that popular uh in the present era <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, if people are more listening to William Hung's She Bangs than Ricky Martin's. My thesis is as follows. She Bangs is not a good song to begin with. The only reason you would expect somebody to listen to it is for nostalgia. You think people would have more nostalgia for, for the Ricky Martin version or for the William Hung version? I think they might have more nostalgia for the William Hung version, quite, quite honestly. This is a lot of fun. We have, we have fun here. We do a little trolling. Um, I, I deserve it. I deserve it. Am I going to take these? Yes, but not immediately. 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 <laughs> okay, we're okay. Um, it's, it's a weird sort of thing, you know? I don't, I don't know how to describe it fully. People will look back on something like 
uh, like William Hung, and they'll be like, society would never let that happen again. Basically, just a man getting bullied on TV um, because he's a bad singer. And I'm like, maybe I'm getting a little too like big brain here. I'm like, bro, that's what those shows are. I mean, like, yeah, they're. Part of the show is like, we're going to find the next great, you know, we're going to find the next Kelly Clarkson or Justin Guarini or whatever, right? But then, like, you look, America's Got Talent, The Voice and stuff like that. Like, I feel like 25% of those shows is like finding, um, you know, talented people of which there's no shortage. And the other 25% is like ridiculous. Or the, the other 25%, sorry. Part of the other 75% is, uh, these ridiculous, like, feel-good stories that always make me feel bad. Like, I always look at, at stuff like Susan Boyle, who was a very famous uh, case where, you know, she went on one of those shows. I think it might have been, like, Britain's Got Talent. And she's not, you know, a conventionally beautiful, like, model-type person, right? She looks like, you know, your, your average middle-aged woman, Okay. She came on the show, and everyone was, like, basically making fun of her. Like, well, oh, dear, what are you doing here? You're, oh, wow, that's so cute that you, like, think you can compete with Carrie Underwood or whatever. And then, so after, like, taking little pot shots at her. And they didn't go, like, hey, miss, like, you're ugly, so, you know, sit down, ha, ha, ha. But, they, you know, they were doing, like, the, the sniping, like, the light bullying sniping that was at her expense. And then she opens her mouth, and sh and she can sing like a dream. And people are like, wow, it's so inspirational that, that this person who is not conventionally beautiful, like, is capable of doing a skill that's, like, completely, like, it has no necessary correlation with your physical appearance to begin with. So, you know, I, I, it, those shows are kind of predicated on that to some extent to begin with. I will say, like, I'm not going to say I'm part of the problem, because if it if the television viewing experience was based exclusively on my taste, those shows would not exist in the first place. However, um, you know what? Just pop that out there. The, the other thing I'll say, though, is that um, I, I'm certainly not, you know, better than anybody else in this. My favorite part of those shows, uh, you know, is the audition process. There's almost like a little loot box aspect to them, right? Like, one aspect of the loot box is like, um, you know, you never know who's going to be good or who's going to be bad just based on their interview. And then the other aspect is like, you know, when they're, when they're bad, it's a little hilarious. I can't deny that. But, you know, that's, I mean, at this point, when you watch a show like that, it's more noteworthy to come across a bad singer than a good singer. You know, there's no shortage of, of great singers on planet Earth. There's no shortage of bad singers either, but they usually don't get quite as much uh, publicity. Anyway. Big ups to Susan Boyle, man. I... look. I take responsibility for that. Big ups to Susan Boyle, though. Even, like, I mean, Susan Boyle, that story was probably, like, news when I was, like, 17 or something. Even at that relatively young age, I was like... Yo, it seems a little messed up that people were, you know, operating under this implicit assumption that the lady can't sing just because, you know, she looks like your aunt. I don't really understand, like, what, what one has to do with the other or why we're, you know, so surprised to begin with. 
But then, of course, after she got famous, they gave her a makeover. And then there's a whole new Susan Boyle industry of like, you won't believe what Susan Boyle looks like now. Now, let's let's be the change we want to see in the world. I'm proud of myself uh, this week. I've been very non-procrastinatory. I've had a lot of stuff. You know, I, I finish streaming, go on baby duty, finish baby duty, cook dinner. Finish cooking and eating dinner, tidy up the kitchen, feeling tired, but I got some stuff to do. I tell myself, you know, you got every available excuse to not do the stuff that needs to be done. And then I go, ah, and I do it anyway. Because I don't, I, I've, I've tried to, and I apologize, we talk about procrastination a lot, uh, but... You know, for me, I've, I'm trying to get out of the, not that it's a bad, uh, it, I mean, I think it's a bad habit, but not that I suffer from it greatly to begin with. But like definitely, historically, I'll fall behind, you know, things that need to be done. Like, you know, your accountant sends you an email and is like, hey, we need a response back by like the 28th. And they send the email on the 22nd. Like if the email is only going to take you 10 minutes to respond to, Maybe it's better to just take that 10 minutes on the 23rd or whatever instead of, uh, you know, waiting until the 27th at midnight and also on from the 23rd to the 27th, um, you know, spending half an hour a day like rationalizing why you don't need to do it right away. I think it just leads to uh, not even like because people I, I there's like an inverted productivity gaslight. I, I've coined that term myself. If you're busy, like, people get mad at you, and then they go, you got to take some time off for yourself. I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Like, uh, you know, I got leisure time with the with the baby in a little knockout city. If anything, I, I reached a point in knockout city last night playing with randoms where I was happy to fill out uh, a couple of tax forms. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, just every game in knockout city, with randoms at least, I mean, they're going, pass to me, pass to me. Not because I'm the greatest gamer and I need the ball, but because passing is, like, so overpowered. Um, so it was almost, it was recreation to not have to uh, suffer, you know, through strangers anymore. But, um, you know, you, people will, like, be mad. It's like when, you know, occasionally uh, you'll have, like, uh, maybe a, a friend of yours or, or even yourself. You may have experienced this. Maybe you're not that healthy and you go through a period where you're like, I want to be healthy. Your friends, you know... If, if they're true friends, they'll be like, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. But some people just want you to kind of stay in your in your relative lane and they'll be like, oh, don't punish yourself. You work hard enough. You deserve six slices of chocolate cake after dinner. There's the same kind of thing on the other way. People are like, just, you know, let let your errands lapse a little bit. I'm not doing it to be like, oh, there's value in just in productivity. I'm saying more like, you know, the things that absolutely have to be done, the less you procrastinate, the better you feel, I think. You just got to get over the temporary. Um, I, I don't remember what you do, but I'm going to... Oh, it's a bunch of pills! Let's go! Okay. Tears up, baby! I do like that PhD interaction where uh, when you have an experimental pill, the the it's only positive. It doesn't have a negative anymore as long as you have PhD. That's very... I mean, it's the way you'd think it should work, but still. Like, it, many nights I find myself being like, ah, I wish I didn't have to do this. But then after I do it, I'm like, man, I feel so much better now that I've done that than I would have if I had waited. 
And then, you know, it's nice to have a, a built-in kind of like circuit breaker there as well. Like Saturday, Sunday, if I gotta take an extra day to procrastinate on something, that, that's what those days are there for, man. Along with some rest and relaxation. You ever, you ever hear of the, um, the rare events fallacy? Again, this is not my area of expertise. I just, you know, I'm a... Before bed, I read these books, you know? But it's an interesting thing I, I stole from uh, Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow. The rare events fallacy is the, uh, to the best of my understanding, listening to Audible while I fall asleep, is uh, the idea that people overestimate the frequency of rare events happening. So if you ask someone, if, if you were able to survey, I guess is a better way to describe it, um, but if you were able to survey what people actually expected or how often people expected, like a 1% hey, hey, uh, chance to occur, they actually, in like their, I, I don't know how to say, like in their brain, I'm not qualified to talk about this, I'm realizing. But their their instincts actually are more like we expect a one percent uh, an event with one percent incidents to happen like five percent of the time, um, and similarly like there there's actually that's that's extremely nice. There's an inversion of this at high incidence rates as well. Um, that you know people if you ask them you know how often or again ask them is not really the way that I'm. Describing it well, but people have a tendency to underestimate the frequency with which very common events take place. So, for example, if you ask someone uh, if they have, uh, you know, if something has a 95% chance to happen, um, how many times out of 100 would you reasonably expect it to happen? A lot of people, you know, will say 95 because they, uh, you know, understand the probability of that and, you know, it's just the quote unquote right answer. But if you actually uh, if you devise an experiment that tested, they usually end up reporting something like, uh, they, uh, they actually report feeling more like it's, uh, like an 80%. And I feel like that happens, you know, you can look at that as, as a gamer. Uh, you can look at that in something like XCOM, right? Like, w when you have a 95% chance in XCOM, I think people are, like, more anxious than if they have, like, a 75% chance for whatever reason. But there's another way, uh, and I don't know if this is exactly in the same uh, area, but this is something interesting that, you know, so I think some people would read stuff like that and be like, oh, those guys are stupid, but not me. Like, I understand this stuff. I'm, I'm built differently. You should also look into the research on, like, you know, human overconfidence. <laughs> we have a tendency to overestimate our own abilities, uh, myself included, I'm sure. Like, there's some stuff that I read where I'm like, you know what? I totally would have fallen victim to this. Let's say you had a, uh, you know, that you, unfortunately you talked to your doctor and they diagnosed you with like a, a, a genetic condition that meant you had like a 5% chance uh, of a rare disease manifesting that would be like extremely bad for your quality of life, right? 5%. You can get a treatment that will take it from 5 to 0. Um, the treatment has very negative side effects, potentially, you know, like nausea, just general unpleasantness and, you know, may maybe some pain and, and temporarily lost quality of life as well. But it would eradicate the chance of you getting the disease in the future. Um, 
would you, you know, what are the odds that you would do it? Most people would say, yeah, absolutely, to go from 5% to zero. That's a, that's a gimme. Of course I'll do it. Um, what if your doctor told you you had a 50% chance to get the disease, but you could lower it uh, to a 45% chance by doing the same treatment? Most people on this actually find themselves like, ah, you know, it's only like a 5% out of 50 reduction in my chance to actually suffer from this, I won't do it. But on an absolute sense, you know, there, there's a, uh, you're still getting, let's go, a 5% chance in your reduction. So I, I don't bring this up to facilitate, you know, the, the obvious, uh, I guess, counter-argument, which is like, well, you're not just going from 5% to zero, you're going from, you know, you're, you're eliminating 100% of your risk. I suppose that's true to some extent. I don't, I don't know how, you know, like, I, I didn't write the primary literature on this, so I'm just kind of along for the ride. I do see we have a demon baby now, by the way. Um, let's go, maybe? Um, but it's it's an interesting to think about. That's one where I, I definitely read it and was like, I would totally fall victim to that. I would totally, like, if you, if you, if you were, like, 5% chance to zero, I'd, I'd sign me up, man. If you were like 55 to 50 percent chance, I would be like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't seem that worth it. What is that? Like a nine percent reduction in risk from 55 to 50? One in 11? That seems right. You you gotta you gotta test your math a little bit on the internet. People they'll get on you. I'm not even saying we had it completely right. I'm just okay. Anyway, the good news is we're bantering. When you're bantering on the corpse, I think that's a great sign that you're you're in an okay spot for your run. At this point, we are reaching a level of me, you know, I got, I got a little bit of time to the stream, but I might tell Dan, you know, if, if, if possible, if you keep the wheels spinning a little longer, give, give someone some advance notice, it'll help you out. Just take it back here. Talk to my good friend, uh, Daniel. Hello. I might need five, ten extra minutes. And then hit him. If, if you want to keep Dan happy, hit him with the haha. Also known as Wolves Cringe. That that sends it it's it's a message from dads to dads that you know the home situation with, with the baby maybe was a little bit uh you know high maintenance this morning. And it was. I mean I'm starting a little late today. I don't see demise in our future. Realize, realize, realize. Okay, so like you might be like, oh, NL, it's not nice of you to send a message to Dan uh, 15 minutes before your stream to be like, you want to, can we delay it 10 minutes? To which he, he, just wait for this one. He replies, Warzone? And I will reply, mm, no can do, it's 90 gigabytes and not installed. And then hit him with another haha. There you go. One one turn deserves another. <laughs> PUBG on the no PUBG's not installed either. I'll admit I'm not like a space hog. Like it's a great band, by the way. It's not like I'm using um, you know, my hard drive to like farm for chia or anything like that. Um you sussy baka. It's, uh, it, but some games, you know, they, they just, they're so big these days, man. Like, I have a, I think this computer has two solid state drives in it. If, if a, the, the, you know what it is? It's, and I don't know if there's any solution that could possibly be mustered here. Um, 
But the problem with games being so big is that big games also benefit the most from being on your solid-state drive because, you know, it cuts down the prodigious loading times to something a little bit more reasonable. So it's like, I don't go around uninstalling games that like, oh, I might not play this for like a week. I'd rather just re-download it next week. But stuff like Warzone that I might play like once every six months or something like that. I'm like, you can't have that hard drive space, man. I need <laughs> I can't put you on the HDD or, you know, my teammates are going to be like, what the heck? You failed to load into the match again? I can't put it on the SSD because you take up like... I mean, if you're if we're paying like three hundred bucks for a solid state hard drive, you're taking up like seventy five bucks worth of real estate. I get it. Like Warzone is a good looking game. It's just freaking huge, man. Just it's just it's too big for you. We can fly. I don't know why I'm stupid. Okay. Um, 